0: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: Pray without ceasing is not to make us feel guilty because we have a lousy prayer life. We don't pray as much as we should. When Jesus said men ought always to pray, the reason he said that is because God hears our prayers and he gives us the things that we ask. You have this resource. I have this resource available to us all the time. That's why you ought always pray because it it benefits you and it blesses you and it's available to you, God of the universe. Do
0: you ever experience seasons in your Christian walk where you find it hard to have a consistent prayer life? Today, Pastor Dan will be echoing the challenge given to us by the Apostle Paul to pray without ceasing. The reason why you may find it hard to be consistent in your prayer life is that the enemy does a good job of distracting you, because prayer is extremely powerful. If the devil can get you to stop being consistent in prayer, then he can overpower you with temptation and confusion. And now, open your Bibles to the book of 1 John, chapter 5, as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: closes this letter by reminding us of the things that we know or uh, at, at least things that we should know as believers in Jesus Christ. These are things that we know to be true. These are things that we are assured of, the assurance that we have. Look at verse 13 again. Verse 13, he said, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that's Jesus, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Verse 13 tells us the whole reason that John wrote this letter. Uh, In the Gospel of John, John told us the reason why he wrote the Gospel as well. In John uh, chapter 20, uh, you don't have to turn there, but in John chapter 20, verse 31, there John says... But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. So John wrote his gospel uh, to show us and to convince us that Jesus is the Christ, that He's the Messiah, that He's the Son of God. We talked about that title last week. The title Son of God means that He's equal with God or that He is God. And that by believing, you may have eternal life in his name. That's why he wrote the Gospel of John. And now he tells us in this letter that he wrote this letter to believers to assure us that we have eternal life. So this the intention of 1 John is to give us assurance that we have salvation through Jesus Christ. To assure us that we have eternal life. And verse 13 tells us, As believers in Jesus Christ, he says, we know we have eternal life. We have this assurance of of eternal life. It's a certainty for a believer in Jesus Christ. Eternal life is not an uncertainty for us. Eternal life is not something we, we hope we get or we wish to have. Eternal life for the believer in Jesus Christ is not something that we're working for, that we hope to achieve or hope to gain. No, we know that we have eternal life because of Jesus Christ and because of our faith that we've placed in Him. In fact, if you look back in verse 11, He says, and this is the testimony, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son, Jesus. Look what it says, He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Those verses make it really clear. If we have the Son, we have life. And so we can be certain of our salvation. We can be certain of eternal life. Now that brings us to verse 14. Look at verse 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in Him, in Jesus, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. John tells us here in verses 14 and 15, because we are born of God through faith in Jesus Christ, John tells us that we should have confidence when we pray. Confidence when we pray. Confidence in what? Confidence that we know that if we ask anything, it says, according to his will, he hears us. But not only does he hear, hear us, verse 15 says, and we know, because he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. We are confident, John says, that he hears us when we pray according to his will. And if he hears us, we're confident that he will give us what we have asked of him. Now, in your Bible, next to verses 14 and 15, you could write the word, whoa. That's an amazing statement. That's an amazing promise. The God of the universe, the God who created the heavens and the earth, He hears us when we pray according to His will. God hears us when we pray. And not only does He hear us, but when we pray according to His will, He promises to give us what we ask of Him. And how mind-blowing is that verse and that promise? I want to just share a few other verses with you. You don't have to turn there in your Bible, but you can listen. And we could spend the rest of the day looking at verses like this, but I won't do that to you. But here's one, uh, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Here the Lord's speaking. God says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. I know the thoughts I have for you. I know the plans I have for you, God says. And my plans for you are peace and not evil. My plans for you are to give you a future and a hope, something to hope in. Then he says, then you will call upon me. This is God speaking. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. And I will be found by you, says the Lord. Isn't that amazing? God, God says, I've, I've got these plans for you. They're plans for good, not for evil. I've got a future for you, I've got hope for you. And then he promises and says to us, And when you seek me, you'll find me. When you search for me with all your heart, you'll find me. I'll be found by you. When you pray to me, I'll listen. Amazing. Amazing. Jeremiah chapter uh, 33, uh, verse 3. Again, God speaking. Listen to what he says here. God says to us, Call to me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. There God says, call to me. I want you to call to me. When you need something, call to me, and I promise I'll answer you. And I'll show you things that will blow your mind. What a promise. Here's another one. I only have 47 more. So just hold on. Just kidding. Here's another one. Psalm 34, verse 17. Listen to this one. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears, and delivers them out of all of their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and saves such as have a contrite spirit. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears, God hears. He hears their cry, and He delivers them, and He saves them, and He rescues them. David, David in Psalm 8, David says in Psalm 8, when I look at the night sky and consider the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you set in place, what is man that you should think about him? David essentially says, Lord, you know, when I, when I think about all that you have going on, big things like keeping the planets in their orbit so they don't collide with each other. And when I consider all the other stuff that you have going on because you're God, why do you even bother with a man? Why do you even think about him? But God does. God does think about us. God does consider us. God hears us when, he, when we pray. Listen, be, because of Jesus Christ... We can have an audience with God. What does the Bible say? Before Jesus Christ, without Jesus Christ, we are separated from God. It says we are far from God. We're alienated from Him. In fact, it describes us as enemies of God. But then because of Jesus Christ and through His death on the cross for us, now we're reconciled to God. And we have this relationship where once we were enemies, now we're children of God. And we've been born of God. That's what John's been talking about throughout this whole letter And now because we're his children, we can have an audience with the God of the universe anytime we need. Daytime, evening, weekends, holidays, it doesn't matter. We can have an audience with God and we don't have to make an appointment with him. He doesn't have to work us into his schedule. He doesn't get us on his calendar three weeks from Tuesday. You know, try to make an appointment with your dentist and see how quickly he can fit you in to his schedule. But with the God of the universe... He, we get access to Him instantly, in a moment. And, and, and when we pray according to His will, we have the petitions we ask of Him. It's a sure thing. It's guaranteed. You know, in Psalm 84, verse 11, it says, The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who walk uprightly. God withholds no good thing from those who walk uprightly with Him. It's true. Because of Jesus, John is telling us here, that because of Jesus, we are confident that when we pray, He hears us. And when we pray according to His will, He gives us what we ask of Him. He's not going to withhold it from us. And that should encourage you, it encourages me, it should encourage us to pray, (laughs) right?
0: We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment.
1: So download the app right now. Search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com.
0: What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth.
1: It should encourage us to pray more often than we do, to pray more frequently, to pray better than we pray, to pray with confidence, To pray confidently. In fact, if you're taking notes there in verse 14, when he uses that word confidence, he says, now this is the confidence that we have. Check this out. That word confidence, it it literally means a freedom in speaking, a freedom in speaking, an unreservedness in our speech or boldness. We should be bold and confident in our prayer, unreserved. We should have a freedom in, in in our prayers. With God, the reason that we have this freedom to speak freely and without reservation is because we know that when we pray according to his will, he hears us and we know that whatever we ask him according to his will, that he will grant that to us. That frees us up now, right? To just, hey, ask him, fire away, because I have this confidence now because of his promises to us when it comes to prayer. You know, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12 tells us because of Jesus, we can come boldly and confidently into God's presence. We can come boldly and confidently into God's presence because of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 commands us to come boldly to the throne of grace that we may receive help in our time of need. We can come boldly to his throne. God invites us to come boldly to him in our time of need and ask for his help. Call to me. Just call to me, he says, and I'll answer you. You know, in Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 18, verse 1, Jesus said, men ought always to pray, and women. Men ought always to pray. And here's what we do when we, when we hear that. Men ought always to pray. We, we take that to mean, okay, a, a good Christian prays all the time. And I want to be a good Christian, so I need to pray all the time. Because that's what good Christians do. And when I'm not praying and when my prayer life is kind of weak, I, I feel all guilty. I'm, I'm not a good Christian. I don't really pray that much. And, and Jesus said, I, I ought to be praying all the time. And, and, and what we do is we take what Jesus intended to be a blessing and we make it a burden. And we make it a yoke. Where now it's something I, I have to do because that's what good Christians do. And I'm not doing it, so I'm not a good Christian. And, and we and, it, and we use it in, there's this condemnation that's attached to it now. No, 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 no. That's not what Jesus meant when he said that. The reason J- Jesus said, men ought always to pray. And, and the reason that the Apostle Paul said, pray without ceasing, is not to make us feel guilty because we have a lousy prayer life. We don't pray as much as we should. When Jesus said men ought always to pray, the reason he said that is because God hears our prayers and he gives us the things that we ask. You have this resource. I have this resource available to us all the time. That's why you ought always to pray because it it benefits you and it blesses you and it's available to you, God of the universe. You know, the Chick-fil-A up the street here, If every day at lunchtime they gave away a free lunch plus $100 cash to anyone who came there to eat lunch every day, guess where I'm eating lunch every day? Chick-fil-A. And guess what I'm going to tell you? You ought always go to (laughs) Chick-fil-A for lunch. Not not as a yoke, not as a burden, but because of the blessing of it. Because of how it benefits you. And here the God of the universe... The one who made the, the stars in the sky and the moon and the sun and keeps all of the planets spinning in their orbit. The God of the universe. When it comes to prayer, the God of the universe promises to hear us and give us what we ask. And again, that should motivate us to pray. To pray a lot. To pray about everything. But notice though, That this promise is conditional. Don't miss the condition here. The condition is if we ask according to his will. So our prayers have to be according to his will. God's not going to give us just anything that we ask for. It's not like God just gives us his credit card and says, buy whatever you want. It's fine with me. I don't care. No, we have to pray according to his will. Think about how, how did Jesus teach us to pray, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven? Jesus said we have to pray according to God's will, seeking God's will in our prayer. When you see Jesus in Gethsemane praying the night before his crucifixion, do you remember what he said? He he petitioned the Father. He he said, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me, speaking of the, the cross. But then he said, Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. He prayed for the Father's will to be done ultimately. And our prayers for God to hear them and grant them to us, they have to be according to His will. He's not going to grant to us something that is contrary to His will or contrary to His nature or contrary to His, his culture, his, his character, sorry. In fact, look over at verse 14 again. Verse 14 implies here that God only hears our prayers that are according to His will And he doesn't hear our prayers that are not according to his will. And I I don't know how that works. I don't know how he doesn't hear our prayers. I I know sometimes, um, sometimes when my children are playing in the house and I can overhear them and what their plans are. I'll give you an example. My one son has a bow and arrow. And I heard my son's planning on going in the basement and shooting the bow and arrow in the basement. I heard that. And my response as their father was, I know I didn't hear you just say that you're going to go in the basement and shoot your bow and arrow. I know I didn't hear that. I don't know if it's something like that. Maybe God, I, I, I know I didn't hear you just ask for that. Or maybe he just ignores it. I, I, I don't know. But it, it somehow he doesn't hear. Maybe he just ignores our prayers that are not according to his will, which I would say is a good thing. <laughs> because I I don't know about you, but I suspect you're like me, sometimes I ask for things that aren't according to His will, that are according to my will. Sometimes in prayer I tell God what I think He should do, or what I think would be best, and I'm glad that He just ignores those prayers and acts like He doesn't hear them. Aren't you glad? I mean, just imagine if God did give you all the things you ever asked of Him, I mean, think about how messed up your life would be, you know, who you'd be married to or where you'd be living or what you'd be doing. I'm glad that he ignores the prayers that aren't according to his will. But when we do pray according to his will, you know, Lord, Lord, help me forgive this person. Lord, help me to honor you in this situation. Lord, help me to glorify you in this trial. Lord, make me more like you. Lord, give me patience. Lord, help me to have self-control in this area of my life. Now, those are prayers according to his will. And when we pray according to his will, the promise is he hears us and we have the petitions that we ask of him. He's like, I'll grant that one. I'll be happy to answer that for you. I'll do that. Now, is there ever a time when we pray according to his will and our prayers are not answered? The answer is yes, there are. There are times when we pray according to his will, but he doesn't answer us. And I want to give you four verses here that we're going to look at together so you can see them in your Bible. Uh, First one's in Psalm 66, Psalm 66. So there are times when we can pray according to his will. This is what God would want, but he doesn't answer. Psalm 66, verse 18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the idea there is if I cherish sin in my heart, the Lord's not going to hear. Even if I'm praying according to His will. If I'm cherishing sin in my life, well, I'm allowing it to continue. I'm not repenting of it or turning from it. The Lord's just not going to hear. Uh, the second verse, turn with me over to um, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. So this is a verse for uh, husbands. So if your husband's asleep, elbow him <laughs> in the ribs. Wake up. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Husbands... Likewise, dwell with them, with your wives, with understanding or knowledge, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life. Look what it says, that your prayers may not be hindered, that your prayers may not be hindered. Husbands is telling us that we are to dwell with our wives with knowledge, that we're to give honor to our wives and if we don't dwell with them according to knowledge and we don't give honor to them, that we're in honor, it means to value. We're to value our wives. He asked me how I know, I say, truer than the finest crystal.
0: If you missed any part of today's message or would like to hear more of Pastor Dan's teachings from 1 John, you can do so right now at calvaryec.com. Just click on media In fact, there's an entire library of Pastor Dan's messages that you're welcome to listen to and even share with friends and family. Would you do us a favor? Would you join us in praying for the ministry of Ring of Truth? Please pray for Pastor Dan and everyone involved in this program that we would continue to listen and respond to what our Heavenly Father has to say. Pray, too, for your brothers and sisters in Christ listening along with you. That they would be protected from the enemy and that the truth and blessing of Scripture would fuel their passion for following the Lord. Thank you for taking the time to pray. Though our time with you is at an end for today, we'd like to encourage you not to shut your Bible just yet. Continue reading in the book of 1 John or take some time to explore any of the other 65 books in God's Word. Each one reveals new aspects of your relationship with your Creator, And we'll open your eyes to His purpose and plans for this world and for you. We pray you are blessed richly as you continue an extended time of learning from Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today and join us next time for another edition of Ring of Truth.